the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Welcome in, Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing, and more. How are you? Let's talk a little markets. Let's talk investing. Let's talk retirement. Let's talk what we got to talk about as far as uh, big issues go is getting you to retirement. It's really the goal of the show. I've kind of figured that out. At times, it's to beat the hell out of the market, and at times, it's to not lose as much as the market's losing. And thus, if you do the things right, you get to retirement. I recently... Winning, um, I'm starting like doing some just goofy stuff now. Uh, I'm getting my digital life into order. I know you're saying you take 10 years of iPhone pictures and you're like, you never actually print a picture. What's wrong with us? But I'm also like doing things like um, Acorns, that app. And I see there's one out there called Stash. And I'm trying out all the apps for you. And I'll give you some more feedback in upcoming episodes. uh, tell you how it's going because I, I, I love saving. It's kind of my thing. Americans are less prepared for retirement than most Americans think. And I know I've, I've dragged many of you kicking and screaming into the world of saving. Research has spanned three generations now. Baby boomers, Generation X, millennials. We're learning more about the uh, future generations and their spending habits are starting to overtake the millennials. It's weird looking at generations like that, right? A lot of people think they're frugal. A lot of people think they've saved enough for retirement and they're not even close. The average saver puts about 6.8% of their annual income into their workplace retirement plan. Baby boomers, who are the oldest, they're saving the most. 8.5%. Generation X, 7.4%. Millennials, 5.7%. You need to do about 15 plus percent. And I say 15 plus percent, 15% of your income. And then every now and then, throw a little bit more in. The average 45-year-old Generation Xer has saved 166000 for retirement. And they want to retire in 20 years, essentially. They'll need to save at least $42,000 more annually to retire. To just hit under a million dollars at that point in time. A million dollars pays about $40,000 a year. It ain't much. I know you're saying, a <clears throat> million dollars sounds like a lot. Right. But the amount of income that a million dollars can safely produce... Ain't much, about 40000 So we're less prepared for retirement than we think. Yet we also look at the stock market as, strangely enough, kind of like an ATM machine. A lot of people, a lot of people think <clears throat> investing is a roller coaster, and I just don't see it. I see it as a slow grind up. Come on, when are you going to give me a big whoosh down? I like the whooshes down. Like it's, that's my buying opportunity. But this has been one of those roller coasters that just seems to be slowly grinding higher. And I actually laugh at the commercials. That I hear on radio and television that talk about the market. The market's looking for another 50% haircut. Do you want to lose 50% of your nest egg? Of course not. Give it to me. Wait, wait. Am I going to give money if I give it to you? No. You're just going to give it to me. Be careful. Be careful on people peddling that 
the end is near. Because you know me, I don't believe the end is near. Consumer Price Index Report, the release of the FOMC minutes, an ECB meeting, escalating military conflict in Libya, which is an oil-producing country, ongoing trade talks between U.S. and China. These are the days of our lives. And then you get the Brexit plan in the U.K. You get a House Financial Services Committee hearing... CEOs of largest banks this week. You get first quarter earnings reports out of J.P. Morgan Chase and Wells Fargo. So January, February, March, first quarter. We're dead smack in April. Tax time. Friend of mine reached out the other day because uh, he was having problems with the taxes. And I'm like, what do you think I do for a living? Oh, I, I thought you did taxes. <laughs> no. Boeing is temporarily cutting the 737 max production rate. From 52 airplanes a month down to 42. They're continuing to focus their efforts on completing the software fix that'll help get the 737 MAX planes flying again. I gotta imagine at some point in time those 737 MAXs are going to be the safest planes to fly because everyone's gonna be focused on their safety, right? Or their lack of safety or something like that. General Electric was downgraded to underweight today from neutral at JP Morgan Chase. A lot of people are having troubles valuing that company because they're selling off so many pieces of it and the cash flow is negative. It's tough to value a company when that's happening. Starbucks was downgraded to neutral from my EBS. Southwest Airline was downgraded to market perform from outperform at Raymond James. Micron was downgraded to market for perform from outperform at Cowan. Do you get a do you see what's happening here? A lot of negative downgrades today. Harley Davidson was downgraded to market perform. Clorox was downgraded to underweight. Starbucks downgraded. Southwest Airlines downgraded. Micron downgraded. Like that's a wide swath. I know you're like, wide swath? Good use of the term wide swath. That's a wide swath of companies. Breaking the trend, though, Procter & Gamble was upgraded. So a lot of people, when I, when I see that wide swath, and this is jumping to a conclusion, which is, was totally wrong, I kind of see like maybe a market that has internally grinded higher. And these aren't companies you typically downgrade because things have gone to heck in a handbasket. These are companies you tend to downgrade because of valuation. So I'm not going to say that that's the whole thing, but that's my vibe on it. Are you catching my vibe? Are you feeling me? Speaking about feeling me, please. I'm the huggy financial guy. Oh, no, no, no. no I'm his cousin. I'm the non-huggy financial guy. No huggy, no touchy. If you see me in public, just a courtesy wave is more than appropriate. Like a wave like a queen might do. Hey, Apple Music is beating Spotify in the United States. Making me want to chat. USA, USA, USA. Apple Music. Every American will get Apple Music. And a chicken. A chicken and Apple Music. <laughs> That's my platform. I will execute anyone who sends spam emails and uh, robocalls. I will nuke the country that starts a robocall. Hey, that's a pretty good platform, no? Okay, maybe in France. Maybe I'll have to go to France to pull that one off. Or Nicaragua. So anyway, back to Apple Music. They may have gotten a nice win in its battle for music streaming supremacy. I know you're saying, is there really a battle for music streaming supremacy? Yes. Apple has overtaken the Swedish streaming giant again because America beats Sweden. We have more millionaires than Sweden has citizens. Woohoo! You know what I'm saying? So it looks like Apple's got 28 million paid subscribers for Apple Music, 2 million more than Spotify. I find Spotify, to, I find Spotify I'll be honest with you, to be like Pabst Blue Ribbon. I, I just don't want anything to do with it. It's like, it's a beer. I see it. Beer, beer, beer. I like beer, but I want nothing to do with PBR. So Apple also requires that Spotify gives them a 30% cut if 
people use the service on Apple. They win both ways. No. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and your money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. I'm Rob Black talking money, investing, and more. Lots to talk about. You can talk about some of the biggest IPOs of all time. Because this is kind of IPO season, IPO time of the year, where we're talking about Lyft kicking things off with their ride-sharing company angle thing, people sharing vehicles. Then you get Uber, Airbnb, SpaceX, Pinterest, Slack, and many, 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 many more. That means there's a lot of new, how shall we say, fresh meat. And the Wall Street people go, fresh meat on the corner, fresh meat on the corner. And they take only cash. They want your investment in the fresh meat. Now, you're like, hey, I'm all cashed out. Hey, right now I got all my money in Apple and Google. I'm doing great. I'm doing great, cat. I'm doing great. And we're like, well, we need the money. So you have to make a decision to sell one to buy the other sometimes. Top five IPOs of all time. Snap. They went public. It debuted on the public market March 2, 2017. $3.4 billion deal. Number four on the list. HCA Healthcare. Largest healthcare IPO. Came out in 2011. Valued at $3.8 billion. It's skyrocketed 345% since its IPO. General Motors was a big one. $15.8 billion offering back in 2010. They had to go private. The 10-year anniversary. Priced at $33 a share. Um, it's up just 18% from its debut. And, you know, you look at Snap, they're down. HCA Healthcare up. General Motors up. But wildly underperformed the market. Number two, top IPOs of all time, Facebook. Up 360% from its IPO. And the biggest IPO of all time, the biggin, the king mama, the the June daddy. I don't know. What are you supposed to say? Ali, ah, ah, Alibaba! And that one um, up 170%. So the big winner there was Facebook and HCA Healthcare. Right? Now, what's interesting is number six on the list is Citizens Financial, number seven, Banco Santander, number eight, Synchrony Financial, number nine, Kinder Morgan, number 10, Plains GP. I think you would think that a lot of the IPOs, the hottest, sexiest ones, are tech IPOs. And really, on that whole list, only two were out of the top 10. Just throwing it out there for you, okay? So when the IPOs of Uber and Airbnb and SpaceX and Pinterest and Slack and Lift and when they all come public, you, you you're cool. The two best Xbox services are reportedly coming together to form an ultimate version, and it's going to cost less per month. Now, I care about these stories because I see the way millennials and the way younger generations spend money is is super important to understanding business and understanding investments. Xbox Live Gold is the paid service that comes with a selection of free games every month. It also enables online multiplayer. Xbox Game Pass is a Netflix-like service, and they're going to blend the two services together. And it may actually be cheaper. It's going to be about $15 a month instead of about $20 a month for the two. It's a logical move. Xbox Game Pass. And again, Apple talked about subscriptions, subscriptions, subscriptions. They have a TV subscription service. They've got a movie subscription service. They've got a music subscription service. It's all about subscription services, right? So Xbox Game Pass is like Netflix, but for games, it's 10 bucks a month. Xbox Live Gold's 10 bucks, and that enables online multiplayer. It also comes with free games every month. So that's 20 bucks a month. And again, it's all about eyeballs. <coughs> oh, Dad, I think I got the black lung. Um, so I look at subscriptions as a very attractive model. Not always. 
Yeah. It depends on how sticky it gets, too, you know? So, I know I feel like a donkey right now. Rob, you're a donkey. Um, some subscribe. Like, Apple was kind of a big cash. Not, a, not Apple, excuse me. America Online was a big cash flow machine. When you'd watch the numbers jump from 10 million online users to 12 million online users, you'd go 2 million times 9.95 a month. And you go, that's a lot of money. It's a lot of cash flow. And when you have cash flow, you can do all sorts of stuff. What do you do when you have great cash flow? You got to buy stuff. You spend. And that can stimulate an economy. It can stimulate a company. So anyway, and anyhow, I am digressing. Teenagers. They spend an annual $2,600 on food and clothes. Their favorite brands, Lululemon, Ulta, Amazon, Chipotle, Chick-fil-A, and Vans. So the retail industry is trying to figure out the shopping patterns of those who are referred to as the Generation Z consumers. Born between 1997 and 2012. I've always said that you have to have standards on everything in the world, and dates are one of them. Piper Jeffrey has estimated teenagers accounted for about $75 billion in spending power at the end of last year with roughly a quarter of the U.S. population under 20 years old. Wow, 25% of Americans are under 20 years old. That tells me, uh, rock rock the vote. Piper Jaffray found that 83% of teens have an iPhone. 83% have an iPhone. I made a point this weekend, because I'm, I had a massive infection in my body, like not a healthy thing. Like I'm telling you before I tell other members of my family, like not a good thing. And I've been on some steroids and uh you get a little loopy on the steroids at times so i've, I've kind of gotten i've kind of gotten intimate with my uh phone recently just trying to like max out my my time on it but um what am i pulling this up for 83 percent of teenagers have an iphone that bodes pretty well for apple's future teenagers lose phones They've got that whole iPhone backup and the services and the music and it's all integrated and you got your friends list and there's some stickiness to that ecosystem. It's funny because I've, I've started looking at all the movies that I've ever bought on Amazon and music that I bought, and I'm comparing to what I bought on Google and comparing to what I bought on Apple. I spent way more on the Apple ecosystem than I did on the other two. I'm consolidating everything right now. I'm acting as if I've got a year to live, even though I only have six months. Pop. Because i got the black lung. So. Lululemon is one of the top ten apparel brands. That's worthy of note. You know, a leggings maker. They've surpassed Adidas to become the number two preferred athletic apparel brand behind Nike. Then you get, you know, they like American Eagle, uh, Hollister, PacSun, Urban Outfitters, Victoria's Secret, H&M. I'm a little surprised Victoria's Secret slipped in there. A lot of publicly traded companies here. Um, Under Armour out. Gap out. Aeropostale out. Generation Z is very bitter and very angry. Okay, maybe they're not. They're not that worked up. Just give them free internet and they'll go away. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show, and YouTube, robblackshow.com. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. This is you two get out of your own way. We live in a very interesting world of... What does our generation look like from the next generation and the next generation? My dad hated my generation. He thought, you know, Generation X were lazy video game playing. Let's wait to succeed as long as we can and then be our mid-20s before we find out who we really are kind of thing. My dad hated it. 
His generation didn't like it because his generation went to war and, and like fought for the world. But this is advice I'd give like everyone right now. And I was watching uh, 60 Minutes last night. I know you're saying, oh, my God, you watch 60 Minutes, you're an old man. I am. <laughs> Ray Dalio was on, and he talks about capitalism and maybe capitalism trying to get out of its own way. Capitalism doesn't need to be destroyed, but it does need to be reformed. This is a big issue going into an election year. You're hearing it from the left, and you're hearing it from the right. You're hearing people who want less regulation in business. You're hearing from people who want more regulation in business. What I think we all want is some sort of equal opportunity for the American dream. (coughs) And that's gone. Just the opportunity. Dahlia is fascinating. And that's the thing that I love about YouTube TV and YouTube is when you watch something on YouTube TV, like 60 Minutes, instantly your suggestions on YouTube start shifting towards Ray Dalio. I think YouTube TV is doing TV so well and so smart with a focus on sports, which is why a lot of people watch live TV. So pay attention because Google TV just went national with their product, and I can't recommend it enough. Um, I'm going to be on vacation soon. All my TV will be on my phone or on my laptop or on my notebooks. It'll travel with me. Um, it could travel into a second home. It could travel into four bedrooms. So capitalism doesn't need to be destroyed, but does need to be reformed. That's going to be a big message. I'm a capitalist. I'm a professional capitalist. I'm a guy like, whoa, that's what Ray Dalio said. I'm a professional capitalism capitalist. The system has worked for me. I totally agree with that. He came from a middle-class family, and he's going to leave the world with billions of dollars. He's one of those people that thinks the problem is in education. I'm not going to say that for him. He thinks there is a problem in education. So his wife spends a lot of their money in the Connecticut school system, and they've seen graduation rates go up 8% in a very short period of time. I want to say like one or two years. If we can get more people to graduate, that'd be great. I think we need a bigger community college awareness and cut the shame with it. Let's keep people in school as long as possible because you do kind of figure it out like my generation did, sometimes a little bit late. But I figured it out damn well. I was raised with equal opportunity. I went through public school systems. I had parents that basically babied me and fed me and gave me worms and chewed it up and dropped it in my mouth. And it took me a little bit longer. The bottom 60% of U.S. workers are not getting opportunities. And that's the thing that, that I fear the most is people not getting the opportunity. I don't mind if people fail. You know, one of the things I do this show, I talk about on this show is I want to get you to retirement with at least a million dollars. Um, the thing that I hate is when people don't try. So um, Dalio's... He's used philanthropy to address inequality, and you can look at what the Gates Foundation is doing, and Buffett, and the billionaire uh, pledge. Um, I'm a byproduct of capitalism. I think we all are, and it's it's how much do you want to engage in it. So, "Get Out of Your Own Way" by you two is a song that really freaks me out because you have kids, you're like, you just want them to have the opportunity, and at the same time. Don't blow the opportunity when it's given to you. Get out of your own way. So anyway, I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. Changing topics ever so slightly. AMD. A lot of people think that its new chips are going to surge in profitability next year. Bank of America, Merrill Lynch. Also known as BAML. B-A-M-L. It's fun to say. It'll be fun to say next year. I like things that age well. Some women age like fine wine. 
supplement age like milk. I know you're saying you can't say that. Anymore. I didn't say I'm quoting Anchorman. I'm quoting a totally inappropriate film. <sighs> AMD, they make processors that act as the main computing brains for PC servers and graphic cards. They compete with Intel and NVIDIA. they got some big boy competition. They unveiled their next generation 7 nanometer server chip called Rome. It's going to be launched in mid-2019. Intel's first chip's based on 10 nanometers. They're not going to ship until till the holiday season. So AMD has the whole market to themselves for six months. I know. You're saying that's exciting. Say it like that. And it's even more exciting. Smaller nanometer manufacturing processes. It basically allows semiconductors to create faster, more powerful chips. So with the rollout of the 7 nanometer Rome servers in the second half, AMD will undeniably have a lead in the manufacturing node versus Intel for the first time ever. Profit margins should rise from about 38.5% to 43.5%. And when you make millions of something... Profit margins are sexy. So pay attention to AMD. It should be on a shopping list, maybe. Consult a broker advisor for taking action. Do a little bit more homework. Figure out if you like it versus NVIDIA. I like the rally that I'm seeing in semiconductors. It it makes me feel warm about the overall market rally. Which, for the record, don't spit now. We're getting close to record territory. I know you're saying, let me think about that. Does that work? Don't spit now. We're getting closer to record territory. Last year, the market rocketed to record highs based on tax cuts. This year, it got kind of nervous right around Thanksgiving and Christmas based on China-U.S. trade talks. Now, we're up 23% in three and a half months. So we're, th- we're, we're right there. We're right near the all-time high. It makes me want to sing a song. An all-time high. 1970s, Roberta Flack. Look it up. I might be making that up. I might not. I know you're saying, Roberta Flack, is that an alternate ego for Robert Black? Do you have a female in you that's like dying to get out and sing? No. Check it out. So we're near an all-time high. How do you feel? Do you feel richer? I'll tell you what. Um, some of the information on some of my um, automatic updates on my uh, wealth calculators that I have online. They delinked a couple weeks ago and I was like, oh man, I'm poor. And then I updated the links and like, Woo! I'm near an all-time high. So that's good. I got that going for me, which is nice. Now, I talked about AMD. Don't say I'd ever talk about individual stocks on this show. One analyst is out there today saying Disney can go up 70%. It could rally 70%. Do you know what a rally of 70% is? It's big. It's big. It doesn't necessarily happen. But the stock's been range-bound for years, kind of creating a little of that um, uh, surface tension, kind of like it's it's getting ready. She's going to blow! Fox's acquisition by Disney creates a real media powerhouse. The upcoming launch of the streaming service Disney+. Plus. The upcoming Avengers movie, which, what are they going to do after this Avengers? This movie is going to be big. It's going to be the biggest movie maybe of all time, right? It's definitely going to have the biggest open of all time. Avengers Endgame. We get to learn which superheroes lived and which superheroes died. But since they've played so much with the 80s and 90s in some of their movies, I was listening to some analysts talk about what's Disney going to do next with these superheroes now that they're wrapping up a big storyline that took 10 years to play out. 10 years, like 12 movies, something like that. Maybe they'll go back in time a little bit more. Maybe we'll see more 1970s superhero-ish. You know, does that gel as well? Because the 
Captain America, when he fought Nazis, didn't do nearly as well as when he fought, you know, in, in the 90s, which is where the current timeline is. And do they go to the future? Do they get older Iron Man? Like, what do we... So Disney's got some things to work out. They've got a dawn of a new era, but they're already thinking about it, of course. And they tried to like do a Han Solo movie, and it did okay, but it probably tainted the brand a little bit. Disney's rallied 17% from its monthly low last year. But one analyst sees a move to 192 bucks a share, nearly a 100% rally. Looking at the overall trends, uh, he says Disney tends to move in big chunks. I own shares of Disney. I don't own shares of AMD. Someone asked me this weekend what I think about online banks, and I like online banks. I ain't got no problem with online banks. Online banks are my friend. They typically pay higher interest rates. But it's a lot like cable TV. You have to take the jump. Can you cut cable and stream? Yes, you can do it. Come on, goobo, 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 you can do it. Same thing with online banks. Can you do it, or do you need it to be on the corner? If you've been considering making the jump to an online bank, do it. Federal Reserve rate increases have prodded banks to give their customers higher interest rates on their savings. I like the diversification to an online. I like the information online. I'm not one of those people who's freaked out about it, but I get it. Anyhow, and anyway, I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. What we talk about next, you tell me. 800-516-1220. Find me online at Rob Black Show. Some great downloadables at newfocusfinancial.com. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. When I was a young child, my little sister watched a movie. I think it was from Australia called Dot and the Kangaroo. Basically, it's about this kangaroo steals a little Caucasian Australian kid. She doesn't really steal her. She finds her in the wild. But the way I like to tell the story, the animal's wild and basically steals her. And everyone is really, really upset. Why would a kangaroo steal a beautiful Caucasian Australian girl? So they decide, let's go shoot kangaroos. I know you're saying that's not how the movie unfolded, but it is in my head. So I'm going with that. I always wanted to go to Australia because they shot kangaroos. So one day, my child and I see a movie, and then later on I go and I, I'm like, hey, I get there's shrimps on the Barbie and all that kind of stuff. And I, I was kind of enjoying the moment. I'm like, wow, you guys sure like mayonnaise on your food. And like, you're, you're culture shocked, right? And then you start looking at the roads, and you're like, wow, this is kind of like the United States in the 1950s. You start looking at the infrastructure, and you're like, wow, they've got a lot of land here. You start looking at a their proximity to Asia, and you're like, holy mackerel, a lot of Asians are, are vacationing in Australia. Um, I could kind of see where this is going. Are you with me against me? So when I went to Australia as a, a young man, I started seeing like there, there's opportunity there. Have you ever been to Europe? As sophisticated as France makes it sound that they are, we all phones. There's a lot of country there. There's a lot of bumpkins. There's a lot of farmers. Not all sophisticates go into the the Louvre. So that's something you need to be very open-minded to as an investor. Because that will serve you well if you're open-minded. One of my best friends is uh, pretty closed-minded. He goes, I'm a fiscal conservative and I'm a social democrat. I'm like, stop telling people what you are. No, no one cares. People want you to t- like help get them to retirement. The Trump administration is designating the Islamic Revolutionary Guard as foreign terrorist organization to counter Iran's global campaign of terrorism. <sighs> yep. J.P. Morgan Chase, Wells Fargo, and PNC, big financial companies reporting on Friday, a little earnings season to look forward to. It's one of my favorites. 
I've put together with CFP, Chad Burton, a lot of great downloadables at newfocusfinancial.com. It's newfocusfinancial.com. Some of these downloadables are like this. It's a checklist of things you need to do before you're like considering yourself wealthy. You can go to newfocusfinancial.com and get that checklist and check them off. And if there's something you have a question about, ask me. Rumors abound. Do you remember the Tonic Social Club, 1980s? <clears throat> Look at all these rumors. <clears throat> I know you're saying, you're doing rumors as if you're Bob Dylan doing the Timex Social Club. I know. So, um, some equity firms, private equity, people with big dollars are interested in Nielsen. Uh, it doesn't get me excited. Wynn Resorts recently made a takeover proposal for Crown Resorts. Yeah, the gambling world is is very interested, interesting because it's very capital intensive, but the barriers to entry are pretty high. And every now and then you kind of like see the people who gamble tend to gamble in good economies and bad. But every now and then you do see trends slowing. Pinterest IPOs on the deck, ladies and gentlemen, batting number three in the IPOs, Pinterest. I know you're saying, who's batting number one? That was, well, Lyft and Levi Strauss. So Pinterest is coming right along. Social media company is expected to launch its IPO next Thursday, April 18th. It's going to be on the NYSE. 75 million shares, 15 to $17. Ticker symbols could be pins. I'm on pins and needles. That's about $11 billion. I think down the road they get acquired. Maybe by Great Google Moogleta. Maybe by Apple. Maybe by Amazon. Mm-hmm. So Lyft had a turbulent IPO, so that doesn't necessarily bode well for like, woohoo, let's get shot out of a cannon. Which, for the record, if anyone ever asks you to be, hey, do you want to be shot out of a cannon? The answer is no. Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, they were the three biggest social media IPOs of all time. The valuations on something like a Pinterest looks attractive now compared to if they become the next Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter. Which, for the record, I, I think Pinterest is pretty attractive. It's it's going to be priced at a premium. I, I think that they're doing quite well, and I think they're doing. Um, I, I would say they're in a better position to grow over the longer term than Lyft because they're not. They have something there, so the deal is going to be oversubscribed. The IPO size is going to probably be lifted. The shares can probably be overvalued. I think a cautious approach is the right way to always go. You could always let that fish get away because there's always another fish coming, right? I'm the bear who's teaching you how to fish. I'll bring you fish for a while, but I'll also teach you how to fish. I know you're saying bears teaching fishing. I want to grow up the way you grew up. Pinterest generates its revenue exclusively through advertising, through promoted pens containing either a single image, a carousel of images, or video. Its addressable market includes online brand advertising, where brands can't get enough of Facebook. TV ain't working like it used to, so they, they can't get enough. And Pinterest is similar you know, to catalogs and magazines. It's an online performance based winner. So, and it eventually leads to a purchase when you go, hey, that's a cute something. I know you're saying, Rob, don't use the word cute. It doesn't really go well with your your image. Anyhow, and anyway, Pinterest coming public. What a, a show packed full of content, huh? This content, 19% more nuggets, 22% more nougat. Again, what is nougat? That always freaked me out about Milky Way candy bars. It's caramel and nougat? What, what, what animal does nougat come from? I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Find me online at Rob Black Show. Don't forget those downloadables, a great checklist of where you should be before you're considering yourself wealthy at newfocusfinancial.com. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.